Coffee, Cows, and Crops is produced by the Peace Country Beef and Forage Association and hosted by Extension Coordinator Johanna Murray. On this podcast, we discuss management practices and research results with scientists, ranchers, researchers, and farmers. We strive to share innovative information and farming practices supported by sound science and practical wisdom. So grab a cup of coffee and let's get learning. everybody. Thank you for tuning into today's episode of Coffee, Cows, and Crops. Uh, I'm chatting with Larry Williamson from Ag for Life about working with ag producers and the public for safety and agriculture education and all that sort of stuff today. Uh, but before we get into the fun stuff, uh, Larry, would you like to introduce yourself and talk a little bit about how you got started with Ag for Life? For sure. So, well, thank you uh, for having me. Um, always enjoy um, coffee, cows, and crops. So um, <laughs> I am Laurie Williamson, CEO of Agriculture for Life. Um, we're an Alberta-based charity, and we were registered back in 2011 with the mandate really around agriculture education. So that connection of where does food come from? What are farmers actually doing out in their fields? Um, Because as we know, generations today are two to three generations removed from the farm. And that connection to how food is grown um, isn't something that's top of mind for a lot of people because it doesn't have to be, because we have some really amazing producers in this province that look after feeding us. Uh, and so with we this disconnect um, and sort of the evolution of technology and science and innovation that is advancing the agriculture industry so we can continue to pr- uh, produce food, uh, we're starting to see, you know, that many years ago, people starting to question a little bit about food and, and what's happening. So that was really the, the starting point of Ag for Life when it came to boy, let's, uh, as an industry, come together and focus on providing factual science-based information that people can trust when it comes to Alberta-produced food. So that's how we got started. The safety side of that is at the very core in, you know, too many incidents are happening on the on the farms and in rural areas um, where we were seeing kids uh, getting hurt and, you know, just reinforcing that message to young students that safety is number one. Uh, always safety is number one and you need to be empowered to go out when you're working uh, and speak up for safety. So we've, we've blended both of those mandates together, serving the, the rural communities. Awesome. That's definitely very important and top of mind every so often. <laughs> yeah, we get busy, right? I mean, farming is a very busy time pressured uh, industry and we live and breathe on the farms. Families are raised on the farms. And for the most part, uh, you know, we're we're very, very careful with everything that we do, all of us, uh, every day. Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, gosh, I, I really want to, you know, mess up my day and get hurt. But it's not that that's our intention. It's just we need to be reminded that, hey, watch out, right? There's, there's lots of hazards. And um, they can be very simple, right? Like, you know, we step around. I always use this one as an example. It's so simple. We step around a hole in the ground every day because we know it's there but someone else doesn't know it's there and they fall in it and get hurt right it's a very simple example but how many people have fallen in a hole and broken their leg right so it's just Mm -hmm. we we need those reminders so yeah for sure so I guess to start off um there can be some 
uh, anxiety, I guess, uh, when these conversations get started, I feel like, especially on the producer side, but on the school and student side as well, of just, you know, what's the reaction going to be? Am I actually going to get, you know, is there going to be a useful uh, end result to this conversation? So how do you lay the groundwork to start useful conversations between schools and agricultural producers or the industry? Yeah, for sure. And I think part of the the fear has come from fear that we, we put on ourselves because there are a very loud vocal group of activists that are everywhere, not just in Alberta, but in Canada, around the world, um, that are, are very loud. And so they tune and, and as producers, we sort of listen to that and think, oh my gosh, the whole world thinks we're horrible. That, you know what? I'm here to tell you, we've seen hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people and they think you're good people, right? Um, so the majority of students and teachers and Albertans are so intrigued and fascinated by agriculture because, of course, it connects to them through food. And what we find when we work with producers and, and have the opportunity to engage them into this with the students or the teachers or out at events and community events, they have a wonderful time because, first of all, they get to talk about what they know and love and their passions and they also get to see that the consumer, be it a student, a teacher, an Albertan, a mom, a dad, whoever it is, they are generally so interested in what they're doing and so appreciative of what they do. So uh, that's always fun. It's fun when we get to work with, with farmers and they come out and, and have a good time. You know, they all kind of always leave with a smile like, that was actually kind of fun, right? So we can, we can lose the fear. I mean, there's still conflict. There's still, you know, those that voice some concern about this or that or whatever it might be. But, um, you know, that's never going away uh, in any industry. But uh, really, for the most part, um, people are just so appreciative of the work that the farming community does. Awesome. Yeah. So I think another part of that, and you've kind of touched on it already, is it can feel like acting with the the public generally but youth especially can get built into this huge monolithic task where you've got to you know you've got to convince the youth of tomorrow to you know take over and uh, get them passionate about agriculture and it's all on you and all of this sort of stuff so <laughs> which isn't true I know but what do you find helpful when approaching that sort of thing because it can be tricky yeah, so when we talk to youth, I mean, a lot of the work that we do with Egg for Life is around careers and career promotion and the amazing opportunities. So whether it be, you know, economic opportunities within rural Alberta. So, you know, hey, you don't have to move to the city to have a highly rewarding career, um, you know, or agriculture in general, that's the stereotype and the perception that jobs in agriculture are primary production on the farm, being a farmer. Um, and again, many um, youth of today in Alberta are generations removed from the farm. The, mm -hmm. the reality of them actually becoming a farmer in the field is, is slim. Um, but the all of the other opportunities that are available within agriculture, that's where we spend a lot of time and talking to the students about, hey, 
if you're interested in finance, if you're interested in tech, the STEM, um, you know, sales, where, wherever you might be interested in, chances are there's a pretty cool job in agriculture. Mm-hmm. And that for a lot of students uh, gets them excited because when we we sort of start our conversations with them around how many people know about careers in agriculture? What are the various jobs? What are the different roles? And not many of them know too much more than being a farmer. Yeah. And so when we're done and we've talked and we've sort of done this career exploration and we've talked about all the really cool jobs, when we leave, we ask again, you know, okay, how many of you know about careers in agriculture? And of course, everyone has a different answer um, than when we started it. So mm-hmm. Just being able to go in and and whether it be in schools or community events or youth organizations, um, we also have a lot of publications that we've produced around promotions of, of the industry. And the, the response is so uh, pleasing to see because, again, it's not just farming, not that there's anything wrong with just farming, but it's, you know, everyone can't be a farmer you know, at the production in the mm-hmm. field side, it's the entire value chain that we're looking at. So, so that gets everybody pretty excited and, and takes a lot of pressure off our producers because no, you, you know what, your job isn't to convince the world that they need to come and work in agriculture. There's a whole support system behind you. That's, that's really working hard to see if we can get some highly qualified uh, next generation workers ready to, ready to hit the ground running. Awesome. So on that note, do you have any tips or resources for producers who are interested in getting involved in school tours or other ag education, like right in their communities? Yeah, for sure. I mean, an easy start is to reach out to us at Agriculture for Life. Um, we've got lots of program opportunities across the province, but we can also provide, you know, a lot of times some local connections. We might know of a school in your community that's looking for a producer or farmer to come in to the the school. They might be having an ag day where they're looking for special um, speakers. So we're we're sort of in the in the hub of that. And so a great place is you know to reach out to us, and we can certainly help. There's a lot of community groups. I know your association is is very active in promoting agriculture education. So there's a lot of associations that you can reach out to your commodity groups. Everyone is connected because there is a lot of work that's going on around, you know, connecting to to agriculture. So, yeah, you don't have to reach very far to to find that there's lots of opportunities. And we know from studies and we just know that farmers are great people that consumers love and trust farmers. So if we can the more we can get farmers out into the communities talking about what they do, uh, the more trusted the message is. Awesome. So to shift gears a little bit, I've bopped around on your website quite a bit, and you've got a wealth of resources and stuff there. So can you talk a little bit about the resources you have there and kind of what went into developing them and and building that sort of library of information? For sure. So that's one thing that we continue to do is, is these sort of the evolution of all of our content and resources. Uh, and COVID, of course, everyone moved online. And so that quickly uh, gave us an opportunity to say, okay, well, we're not out in the schools, we're not in communities, we're not at events. So this is going to be our time to really dig in and get a lot of our content completed. 
or, you know, in this case started, I don't know it'll ever be completed. So working with teachers, um, what resources do you need right now to supplement your online learning um, was sort of the, the starting point. And so we, you know, put together some lesson plans and activities for homeschoolers, for parents that suddenly were educators going, what am I going to do? So we provided, you know, resources for them uh, cross curricular so they could use it to, you know, cover a number of subjects. And the resources were very and continued to be very popular, even post pandemic. Uh, so we've continued to build those based on collaboration with the needs of the educators and homeschoolers, because homeschooling has really continued to blossom um, that we've seen since, you know, again, post pandemic. There's a lot of students that did stay um, uh, as remote uh, learning. So the resources are being used in a number of different ways. We've also seen the resources now being used for community events where groups are, you know, they're having their community days or, you know, fairs or festivals and they're looking for activities. So they're, um, they've reached out to us and absolutely, you know, use the resources. That's fantastic. And we continue to uh, get feedback on other resources that we can continue to build. And so that's where we keep, we get our inspiration for building new activities and new resources. Um, and then as it, we expand our audience, so, you know, we connect Albertans, you know, we sort of say from kindergarten to 103. Um, so we've seen, uh, right, like, you know, timely food prices are, are you know, people are, food prices have gone up. So that's an opportunity where we're starting to, you know, here's the message of agriculture. This is it. This is the the value chain. This is the process. So we have more of a of a consumer um, audience that's coming looking for resources. So we want to make sure that we can develop and offer resources to uh, answer some of those questions. So it continues to uh, continues to evolve for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. On on the note of like food prices and that sort of stuff, like. Where are you finding that sort of information? Like, where, where do you pull that information from, just out of curiosity? Uh, so lots of studies, right? I mean, we we use, um, you know, academic research, case studies, papers, um, lots of surveying companies all over the, the consumer response to, you know, the pressures of uh, food prices. We work a lot with, you know, collaborate with a lot of industry, uh, agribusiness. So um, partnerships is the key to success uh, and certainly uh, is where we get a lot of our um, content from is, is working with others. Cool. And out of the different programs and the different resources and all of the different things that you do, is there one program or two programs that really stand out to you as either having a positive impact on agriculture accessibility to kids in school or uh, that are really popular or that sort of stuff? Yes. And we've, I guess the answer to that is it depends on the grade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, we uh, the classroom agriculture program is one of the programs that um, is uh, under the Ag for Life banner. And that's a fabulous program that's been around for 20, 30 years now. And it's for grade four students and our volunteers go into the classrooms and work with the students. And it's such a wonderful, fun opportunity because the grade four kids, I mean, you're a rock star to grade four kids. <laughs> so they 
and and just love the idea of of farming and animals and food and, and so that is so popular um, and having the opportunity to have a a farmer or someone within the agribusiness go into the school like i say that's that's pretty unique uh, and pretty special. So we always work with industry on that because volunteers drive that program, being able to um, come in and deliver your message uh, to the students is what makes it so successful because it's customized. It's in an individual story of farming. Mm -hmm. So that's a very, very special popular program. Um, when you get up to the junior senior high, um, you're not really a rock star to them anymore. <laughs> And so they're, they scare a lot of us. And so we see our volunteer base drop a little bit. Oh, no, I don't want to be eaten alive by those kids. But, but they are, they're tremendous. And they, when we get up to the junior, senior high, that's where we really start to talk about the tech, the science, the innovation, and the careers. And this year in the summer, we launched our Know Your Food trailer. And that is a 36-foot mobile traveling classroom I kind of called the magic school bus for agriculture and that was really fun and engaging for the students we've, we've taken the trailer out to community events fairs festivals schools we've been all across the province and had a lot of feedback from a lot of different Albertans and just watching how people interact with learning about different aspects of agriculture but the students in particular because there's so much to producing food and they just they, they get rather excited when it comes to the tech which gen z i mean they're digital natives right they were born with a tablet in their hand and so engaging them is important mm. um, using sort of a, a, a multiple experience where they have some opportunity to do a little bit of gaming or some games or some quizzes or something but then also uh, kind of old school, like, you know, hands-on activities that they can they can actually touch. So we try and do a blend of both of those. Uh, and we find that that's, that's quite successful. Of course, people love to be engaged, but just because they have a phone in their hand almost every minute of every day uh, doesn't mean they can't put it down and won't put it down when they're engaged in other activities uh, like soil testing, for example, or, you know, doing some, some different sorting or, you know, di just different activities that we put together. So that's kind of been the success there. And something that we, you know, we work with our mm -hmm. farmers that help to deliver our programs is, you know, how can we get these kids a little bit more engaged? Uh, and certainly hands-on activities is one of the ways. For sure. So you mentioned right at the start that uh, you do farm and rural safety, and that's a big part of kind of the, the program. So you can, can you tell me a bit more about that side of things? Like, uh, what goes into building that side of the program? And yeah, for sure. So our rural safety programming is designed for students uh, that live or breathe or play in rural environments. So they're often exposed to different hazards that you would wouldn't necessarily see in the in the more urban environments. Um, large equipment for one, large animals, um, water, open bodies of water, those kinds of things, um, rural roadways, gravel roads, those kind of um, uh, hazards, railways, that sort of thing. So 
we have a number of different programs. Um, the, the most popular is our rural safety trailer. So similar to the Know Your Food trailer, it's a mobile classroom uh, dedicated to introducing and reinforcing uh, safety. And it talks about hazard identification. So first of all, what is a hazard? So students start to think about things that could potentially be a hazard. And then we start to introduce the concept of sort of risk mitigation. How can I minimize the risk? Uh, and so that it, trailer goes out to a lot of schools and communities and events. And we have a wonderful time, um, again, using hands-on activities and also digital applications to engage the students. We hear a lot of stories about near misses on farms, so I know what's going on out there. <laughs> so, well, my dad said, yes, I know. <laughs> so remember mm -hmm. that, they're always watching us. Um, and that that's a very, very um, important component to the work that we do. We also have some resources that are available. So we produce some publications on those particular topics. Um, so you can download those books or when we have them in print edition, you can order them, use them um, for your kids. You can use them for your classrooms. You can use them for your school or sorry, your community association groups. Um, they're wonderful design for students. And so we continue to evolve that library of resources so that we've got um, some activity booklets that the students can utilize just again to reinforce that safety message. Never a bad thing. Mm -hmm. um, and, we, you know, we try to make it fun, right? Safety, when people hear safety, they're all oh, great, right? But this is meant to, to really, you know, encourage students to be excited about living in rural communities, excited about being on the farm. And you know, empowering them to be safe and speak up for safety for themselves and their families and, and their loved ones. So that's, you know, we putting a little fun in, in safety is is kind of where, where we like to be. For sure. All right. Oh, I had another question for you. What's your favorite thing about working for Ag for Life? My favorite thing for working for Ag for Life is the people. Um, agriculture has that reputation rightfully so of you know a handshake still means something um, you know when one farmer is done harvest they're over at the neighbors helping them or you know that that community connection and I truly that's one of my favorite things is being able to bring that feeling if you will um, and showing Albertans um, and telling the story of, you know, the values and uh, the importance of agriculture. So connecting um, and, and hearing the stories and going and talking to farmers and meeting farm families, it's so inspirational and it, it keeps us driving our passion for our work forward is being able to share that message and connect with the agriculture community. Mm -hmm. Right on. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to mention in the other programs or projects you'd like to, to talk about? Yeah. So one of the things about um, Agriculture for Life is we are a charity. 
And all of our work is supported through corporations um, involved or connected somehow to agriculture in rural Alberta. So it's mm -hmm. always an important point that um, our work would not be able to be fulfilled. We couldn't accomplish any of our programming without our sponsors and supporters. So, you know, hats off to them for their dedication. Um, you know, they're actually moving the dial. We talk a lot about public trust and building the next generation of agriculture. And those organizations, um, you know, have rolled up their sleeves to support that mission. So very important to us um, is, is the true partnerships. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, as we evolve as an organization where we were, you know, 10 years ago and what the needs of the community were then, you know, continue to change and we continue to evolve with that and we continue to reinforce where and the importance of where and when agriculture touches everyone's lives. So I think as long as we keep evolving as, you know, society, that's where our, you know, we come in with the strength of, you know, for example, climate change is a, you know, you can't get away from the topic and the challenge of climate change. So, you know, we're here to reinforce the amazing work that's being done from the agriculture community to mitigate you know, climate and to reduce the environmental footprint. And, and, and that's driving our work. Um, you know, we're talking about food security. Again, we talked about food prices, food security. You know, we're there to reinforce agriculture's message and we're producing high quality, affordable food. And this is how we're getting food to Albertans and Canadians. So, you know, we continue to evolve as society evolves with those key pressures and societal issues to make sure that agriculture is there and we always are there and we're always part of the solution and are very innovative. So that's one of the important aspects of the work that we do is just um, having that, that, that voice that says, agriculture's here for you. You know, Albertans, we got your back. We know there's issues and we're on it. So that's, mm -hmm. that's important to us to, to also be able to evolve that message to keep, you know, um, to keep up with, you know, society and what the, the current pressure points are. Absolutely. Well, and agriculture gets this uh, reputation of being a very slow industry. <laughs> and sure, there's, there's always laggards, but my goodness, if the technology and the adaptation to the new pressures and expectations, it goes the speed of sound, honestly. You know what? It does. And that's where, you know, that old stereotype of old McDonald farm, which, OK, that's fine. We talk about old McDonald farm, but we say old McDonald now has a drone. Right. Mm -hmm. so, you know, don't take away my childhood love of old McDonald has a farm, but just know that he's using a drone now. Right. Yeah. And so <laughs> that that it's the evolution. Right. And yeah. the next generation, Gen Z, wouldn't wouldn't see it any other way. You know, mm -hmm. when they look at where agriculture is, of course, you're using drones. Of course, you should be using science and technology to enhance food and the security of food because they're that's their world. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we love to be able to reinforce that. So so that's pretty fun, too. Absolutely. That's awesome. So we mentioned the resources and programs and stuff on your website a couple of times. Are there any other uh, you should mention what your website is, I guess. And then is there anything else you'd like to to mention for people who'd like to learn more about your programs or or get involved with Ag for Life? Yeah, so you can visit us at agricultureforlife.ca. 
um, that's got a, a lot of information, a lot of really cool resources. And if you're inspired uh, by listening and think, gosh, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind going out and being a rock star one day to the grade <laughs> four kids, or I'm not scared of high school kids, uh, you know, let us know and, and um, you know, send us an email. And we're always looking to connect with Alberta farm families. Now, that doesn't always mean that, you know, you have to be out in the schools in the face of ag in the communities we do a lot of um, content writing so we you know we want to work with producers to talk about their experiences so it might even just you know it might even be a quote in a in an article that we write or you know so there's lots of different ways to get involved so don't be shy we make it easy awesome all righty uh, i will put the link to that down in the the description of the podcast and uh yeah, I think that's kind of all I, I had for questions, so unless we've missed anything. Perfect. No, I think it, I think it's great. Thank you. <laughs> right on. Thank you. Peace Country Beef and Forage Association is a research and extension group based out of Fairview, Alberta. Our mission is to help producers thrive in an agricultural system that is profitable, regenerative, and attractive to future generations. To learn more about what we do and see the results of our research trials or our archive of newsletters and fact sheets, check out our website at peacecountrybeef.ca. Want to get in touch? Have a burning question or a topic suggestion? Send us a message on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Thanks for listening!